Thank you for purchasing this audio product. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We believe that your faith will increase and your life changed by applying the principles in this teaching. The subject matter here today is honor. And I believe that it's a, it's a good time to minister on honor today. When you, when you stand on this pulpit, behind this pulpit, it's taken a lot, of God, uh, a lot of strength and prayer to establish Dad's pulpit and his platform here. So I don't take it lightly. So when I minister, I minister under his anointing, under his mantle, in submission to his authority. Amen. Okay, now, the Lord has given me a prophetic word for each and every one of you here this morning. So I want you to lock into God. I don't want you to look around. Thank you for the apostolic anointing and release, Father. I thank you for the prophetic, Father God. Receive my words. My words are spirit and they are life. As you listen to and receive my words, you shall receive my anointing. My words are spirit and they are life. Have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying this day. My anointing will set you free from all limitations. My anointing will give you favor to accomplish my instructions and call upon your life. Honor the mantle over this house and you shall flow in the supernatural realms and glory of this house, says the Lord. Receive my apostle and you shall receive an apostle's reward. Your reward is in my anointing, which is in my words, says the Lord. My revelations to you this day, you shall flow in signs, wonders and miracles. You will be carriers of my glory. You are my remnant, my mighty ones, my army. Let oil fall you continually. Let your faith and worship be your banner. Let everything be done in love, says the Lord. Amen. What a word. A word for you this morning. Amen. Please be seated. Honor means to esteem or regard highly. Merited respect. In other words, if I want to honor God... I honor him with merited respect. I understand who God is, understand what he's done for me, and what he's done for me merits him to get all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. Amen. He saved us. He delivered us. He set us free. He sent his son to die on a cross for you and me. Amen. Now, Proverbs 3, 9 says this. Whoa, come on. Uh, NBCFC. There was a... <laughs> Let's yell it again. Hey, whoa, come on, that's better. Honor the Lord with your capital, your money, and sufficiency, your wealth, uh, from righteous labors. You don't go to the casino and bring your money here. Righteous labors. You work hard for your money. And with the first fruits of all your income, 10% of everything that God adds to your income. Now, honor is a currency. If I want to buy a Jeep, I put down 2 million bucks, they give me a Jeep. If I want a Coca-Cola, they put down 30, I think it's 30 bucks, I hope it's 30 bucks, and I get a Coca-Cola. 
So there's a currency. I pay, I get something in return. I don't get anything in return if I haven't paid anything. Oh. As I've honored God with my finances, my first fruits, my seed, my tithe, I've given to God. The Lord has multiplied and blessed my companies. I stand here as a testimony to that. Okay? I don't have rags and I don't sit in ashes. I've got a good suit on. I've got good shoes. I've got some gold here. Huh? God has blessed me. This is a testimony for you. Time of testimony. We can have this in here now. Now, as you honor God, he provides. How does he provide? God says this in Haggai 2.8. The silver and the gold are mine. Do you want some silver and gold? Get it from God. You ain't going to get it anywhere else. So as you honor God, guess what? That's the best blessing will flow in your life. The silver and the gold. Now, I want five points. Go through five points quickly on the office of the apostle. Number, God, number one, God is honored through a man. The man is the vessel to honor God. Amen? If you see the man... And you see the office and the mantle, that brings honor to God. Number two, honor the person, the apostle. In this house, Apostle Nikki, for the best days. Uh-huh. Number three, honor the office or call of God on the person, the apostle. Honor prophets, you get a prophet's reward. Guess what happens when you honor an apostle? You're going to get some plenty of apostle rewards. And dad walks in a lot of blessings. Please believe me. Number four. Honor the anointing or the mantle on the person. He didn't get there by wishing for it. Didn't get a, a, a message in the Chinese. Uh, what do you call it? That little cookie that you. Fortune cookie. And look, fortune cookie. He was yell because he merited to be here. Five. Honor is visible. Mm. If I stood here with holes in my books, holes in my shoes, do you think that's going to bring honor to God? Hey, God has blessed me, man. Wake up. I stand here. I got the anointing of Pastor Frank. Okay. Hey, are we here? Are we with me? I got some glory on me, huh? I paid a bit of money for this stuff. Didn't just come. Hallelujah. Hey, I've got you. You're with me. We're flowing here now. Now yeah, we've sorted out all the cobwebs. Now, Proverbs 3.10. Now we get the blessings. You've done Proverbs 3.9. You've sown your seed. You've given to God. And now look how God blesses you in verse 10. So shall your storage places, your bank account. We don't have bonds anymore. We have bank accounts. So shall your storage places, your bank account, be filled with plenty, and your vats shall be overflowing with new wine. Listen, when I get blessed by God, the new wine hits my body, it goes in, I do a jig, I start laughing, I start praising God, I don't sit there and say, what are you doing? No, thank you, Jesus. Come on, that new wine will hit you, man. You want to get a blessing, you get some new wine. You start worshipping like you've never worshipped before. What would you do if God just dropped a million bucks in your pocket? You, you sit like that. You go, yeah, 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 yeah. East Gate, here I come, baby. I'm going to buy that shop. Okay. 
<laughs> God is saying to the one who honors him, I am the Lord your God. I am God Jireh. I am the Lord who provides for you. You cannot honor God and be bankrupt. 35 years I've tried. I'm still not bankrupt. I'm blessed. Okay. As you honor God, you will also be continually filled with new wine. You have to you have new wine. God changes the wineskins all the time. And you can't be an old, wine wineskin. The wine, new wine hits you, you're going to burst a bubble somewhere. So you've got to have new wineskins. If you want to flow with what God's doing, you must have new wine all the time. In the parable of the ten virgins, Jesus teaches that it is imperative to keep our lamps filled with oil. The point is that the oil of anointing needs to fill our lamps. The burning lamp represents a life of faith and worship, inflamed by the presence of the Holy Spirit. Let's now look at dishonor. Now, that's the opposite, dishonor. Dishonor is to treat without respect. The reason our culture is known worldwide as a place of dishonor is that we as a culture have dishonored God. All true honor is born out of a heart surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ. What is our culture producing? Mass abortions, abusive children, babies, but the church, guys that carry robes and then they have no problem in raping a little one. Come on. Body trades, selling and buying of human beings, anti-Semitism coming against the Jewish people, which carries a huge curse. These are things that our culture is producing. Lying, cheating, corruption, no respect for authority. And that's why you have such rebellion in the land. Not only our land, around the world. Devil's the same all over. He's got a red suit and horns. He's the same everywhere. Okay? Psalm 22, 23 says this. You who fear, revere, and worship the Lord, praise him, all your offspring of Jacob, glorify him, fear, revere, and worship him, all you offspring of Israel. Our culture tends to treat God and his ministers as common. Come on. We're too familiar with him. We refer to him as the man upstairs or the big guy. Or we say things like, Jesus is my buddy. Hey, Jesus is not our buddy. He is the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's the reigning God. And he will come in glory for his church. That's who he is. He's not our buddy in heaven. We... <laughs> When we're able to see him as he is, we'll honor his fivefold ministers as well. Do you see God in a big armchair up there, like Papa? And then he throws some uh, cancer down there because I don't like you. Or he throws, throws some poverty down there because you didn't give me your money. Is that how we see God? Or do we see a loving God, a father who loves his children, who wants to bless his kids, protect his children, love his children? Amen. Come on. So it's how do we see God? Living with honor reminds us of who we really are, who God is, and how much he loves those around us. God loves each and every one of us. I don't care who you are, where you've come from. God loves you. And the reason he loves you is because he created you. Why? To bring him glory? Worship him? When we place our selfish egos on the altar of honor, we become aware of the value that God places on each and every life. Every life is precious to God, including our own. If you love, you will honor. 
the reason I love God is so I can honor him. I cannot honor God. I cannot honor my apostle if I don't love him. The love opens the door for me to honor. There's no love there. There cannot be honor. How can you honor something you don't love? We must never become familiar. Familiarity breeds contempt. We start contempting. It is a familiar spirit. It is a demon which obeys a witch. Let's get this thing straight. Yeah. Familiarity is a devil. Then comes here next to you. Has God said, oh, you're beautiful. You know what? Oh, man, I wish I could be like you. You know? And then he talks words of rubbish into your life. And he tears you down. Okay? He makes you inferior or superior, which you aren't. So he's the one that starts to, like a snake, starts coming, curling himself around you. Demon. It treats inferiors or superiors as equal. Brings him down to the demon level. Now, the mantle. We do not select a mantle. It is established and destined by God. Elisha didn't just receive Elijah's mantle. Because he happened to be at the right place in the right time. He didn't just say, see this big chariot of fire and say, my God, my God. And suddenly the mantle fell. No, 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 no. It was already established according to God's word. He already had the mantle long before. Now listen to God's instruction to Elijah, the prophet, the man over Elisha. Oh boy. First Kings 19.16. That ain't a year. And anoint, and this is God speaking to the prophet Elijah. And he says to Elijah, and anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, to be king over Israel. Oh, here we go. And anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat of Abel-Meholah, to be prophet in your place. God just fired Elijah. He just fired Elijah. He said, you're not going to be my prophet anymore. I want you to anoint Elisha. Elisha knew he had the mantle. But now he had to work it out. Now he had to work it out. Elisha needed to cooperate with the call of God on his life. To receive the mantle that was his by God's Appointing Elisha's hunger and pursuit of Elijah was a sign of what God had placed in his heart. You need to pursue your apostle. Pursue him. Pursue him. You want to work in signs, wonders, and miracles? No problem. Pursue your apostle. That's what he carries. Joseph knew at a young age through prophetic dreams that God had called him to rule. He knew he was a ruler. A mantle is not ours for the choosing. We don't choose a mantle. It is determined ahead of time by God. The desire God puts in our hearts is just one indication among other confirmations of the calling that is ours. Now, let us look at the office, the mantle, the anointing of the apostle, which is the office held by our spiritual father, Apostle Nicky van der Westeis. Apostle means send forth. In other words, Jesus says, I send you forth, Apostle Nikki. I send you forth. Send forth. Men personally commissioned by Christ, the anointed one, to represent him. He's a representative of the apostolic office on earth for heaven. Can I hear somebody? It's quiet. Now, what is the mission of the apostle? Number one, to perform miracles. 
signs and wonders. What happened with Mots? What happens here regularly? Signs, wonders, miracles. Is that right? The signs of an apostle. You cannot be an apostle unless something is happening to the people. Blind eyes must see. Deaf ears must hear. Right. Number two, preach the gospel. Our dad preaches the gospel. He evangelizes. Number three, witness for Christ's resurrection. We serve a living God. Jesus is alive. He's not a dead God. That place is there for a couple of these other funny characters, which I won't name. Their bones are in the grave. Still waiting for resurrection. Okay. Number four, establishing the church, NBCFC, Ephesians 2.20. You are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Hallelujah. A prophet. Lillian and Apostle Nikki van Avestes. You are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Jesus Christ himself, the chief cornerstone. Number five, share the mystery. Our father shares the mystery, our dad. Ephesians 3, 5. The mystery was never disclosed to human beings in past generations as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles. His holy apostles. Hallelujah. If we honor God, we must honor our apostle in the faith. You cannot honor God without honoring his apostle. If you honor God, it's automatic that in this house you must honor the apostle. The Bible tells us that we ought to show honor to those who are spiritually instructing and discipling us like our spiritual father. He Grinds out the corn, man, week after week after week. He brings good stuff, new manner. 1 Timothy 5, 17 and 18. Let the elders who perform the duties of their office well be considered doubly worthy, worthy of honor, in brackets, and adequate financial support. Hello? We've got to make sure that he eats food, good food, drives a good car, puts on a good suit. Especially those who labor faithfully in preaching and teaching. For the scripture says you shall not muzzle an ox when it is treading out the grain. And again, the laborer is worthy of his hire. Amen. Now, here we hear Paul speaking, the apostle. 1 Corinthians 4.15. I'm giving you a lot of scripture. Everything's based on the word of God. After all, though you should have 10,000 teachers, guides to direct you in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers, for I became your father in Christ. Through the glad tidings, the gospel. It's through the gospel. We need to honor his anointing, his mantle. I would like to spend some time on expounding on dad's anointing and his mantle. Now, I need my assistance. They've all gone on holiday. Where's my chutters? There we go. Hallelujah. Just part game there, but and don't drink it, man. All right. So, you know, I mean, you've got to have something here to help you preach. You can't preach on your own. Got to have these things, these support bases, these structures. Okay, there's seven steps to the anointing. Number one is the principle of vessel change. Vessel change. The anointing is like liquid that is poured into a vessel. This is an anointing, yeah, the Coca-Cola anointing. Come on, flow with me. Every liquid has a corresponding bottle or vessel. 
For instance, Coca-Cola will only be found in a Coca-Cola bottle. Sprite has its own bottle. Here's a Spritey bottle. In order to be filled with Sprite, you need to be a Sprite bottle. You can't be a Coca-Cola bottle. You've got to be a Sprite bottle. This is because specific fluids are associated with specific bottles. It is the same thing with the anointing. The anointing flows in specific vessels. Not so much any vessel. Specific anointings are associated with certain types of people. An evangelistic anointing will go, will go with a certain type of personality and character. He's going to say, tell you, repent for the kingdom of God is here. Turn or burn. That's the evangelist. Is that good? Hey, my good evangelist. You see, you're lucky. You, I didn't do the altar call. You would have all got saved. That's the evangelist. A pastoral anointing will fit into a certain type of vessel. He'll be a, a shepherd. He'll shepherd the sheep. The apostolic father anointing will cover every area in the body of Christ. The thumb can touch every part of the fivefold offices. The only thing, finger, they can touch all four. So with the apostle, he unites all of the apostolic fivefold ministers. And then also as an apostle, all expectations in the body of Christ will be met. So what are your expectations from God? Got an expectation. You should have some expectations from God. What are you trusting God for? It's locked up in the vessel. It's locked up in the vessel of the apostle. Okay, come on. That's why we come to church. Second Timothy 2.20 But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, some to honor, some to dishonor. If we want to be filled with a Coca-Cola anointing, we need to be Coca-Cola bottles. Can't be Coca-Cola if you're not in the Coca-Cola bottle. Then, then you, I don't know what you are. There's something else. So that the anointing will fit into us. The anointing must fit into your vessel. What is the anointing that God has called you to be? If you study the prophet Elijah, you'll see a particular kind of anointing on his life. The prophetic anointing on Elijah's life led him to do certain things. He did certain things. And he's weird and he did certain stuff. The anointing allows you to achieve certain things. He rebuked the kings of his day, fought with religious leaders, challenged sin and evil, was dramatic, and had his ministry ended by a woman named Jezebel. Chung Kong, she just took his anointing, his head, his authority, and boops, there he was. The Bible tells us that John the Baptist operated in the same prophetic anointing as Elijah. We therefore see John the Baptist rebuking the king of his day, confronting religious leaders, fighting sin and evil, and having a very dramatic ministry. We also see his ministry terminated by a woman, Herod's wife, chopped off his head. This was the anointing of Elijah at work. In the Old Testament, Jezebel was taking the authority, the anointing upon Elijah. What she wanted was not the physical head, the head of authority. The minute she took his authority, he was gone. Then he ran, picked up his skirt, and I, I'm out of here, boy. Went and hid in a cave. Till God had to say, what are you doing here, bro? 
Pick up your legs and get going. I've got some work for you to do. Stop crying here. Now, the Bible tells us that John the Baptist operated in the same prophetic anointing as Elijah. We therefore see John the Baptist rebuking the king and doing all those things that his predecessor did. Elijah's anointing operated in John's life because he was changed into a vessel that could take that anointing. There's one Elijah, one John the Baptist. There weren't many. Only one or one of either one of them. So, why? It changed into a vessel that could receive it. In other words, your vessel's got to be able to receive what God wants to put into it. So there's a lot of preparation, a lot of preparing, and open yourself to what is it that God wants to do with that vessel. Note that both John the Baptist and Elijah lived in the desert. Both Elijah and John the Baptist ate weird things. Locusts and worms. Yeah, man. Locusts and worms. Can you imagine eating that? Ah, man. Both John the Baptist and Elijah wore clothes made of camel's hair. The mantle of the apostle on dad's life, here it comes, allows you to be activated in the supernatural. Come on. You will not activate yourself in the supernatural. God, through Apostle Nicky, will activate you to operate in the supernatural. Signs, wonders, miracles. You'll be the remnant. You'll be the anointed of God. Number second step, servanthood. Always come back to servanthood. Throughout the Bible, those that received an anointing were servants. Joshua was a servant of Moses. Elijah was a servant of Elijah. Peter, James, and John were servants of Christ, the anointed one. Now, John 15, 15. Jesus speaking, and he says this. I do not call you servants any longer. For the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you my friends because I have made known to you Everything that I've heard from my father. So what Jesus is saying, my father speaks to me, yeah? I take it, I receive it. I speak it out to you. My father, I take it, I speak it to you. You receive it. Father, me, you. Father, Apostle Nikki, you. You understand? The anointing is in the words. New King James uh, uh, Version, Luke 8, 2 and 3. And a certain woman which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, one of whom, uh, out of whom many went evil, uh, seven devils, and Joanna, the ch- wife of Chuzahed's steward, Susanna, and many others, which ministered to him of their substance, their money. So serving meant giving their money, their substance to the Lord. Amen. Step number three, receiving a father. Receiving a father. When God leads you to follow a man of God, an apostle, like Elisha followed Elijah, it is important for you to receive him as a father. We start with the apostle and then we grow into father, sonship. Okay, so when you come to the church, he's apostle Nikki. As you sit here and you stay here for any reasonable time, he must become your father, a spiritual father. That's not Papa God, okay, in heaven. It's your spiritual father here on earth. It's a big difference. Oh, you know, people say, man, how can I call this guy my dad? If you only got one father and he's in heaven. No, man, just get a life. Shake it off. You got a prophet. He's your father. He's your spiritual father. 
She's not going to spank you. Well, sometimes I think it does with the word. In love. Okay, step number four. Following the man of God closely. Stay close to your mentor. Follow your apostle closely. The physical interaction exposes you to his words. His words. Not his only cologne. His words. Not his, and he smells good, good, but it's his words. Catch his words. Jesus said to his disciples, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit, anointing. The spirit is anointing and life. Spirit and life. The anointing enters you as you listen to the word. You must pay attention to the word of God. The word is able to impart an anointing into your life. Look at this amazing scripture in Ezekiel. This is a brilliant, beautiful scripture in Ezekiel. This is a prophetic word. The prophet said he could feel the anointing enter him as the Lord spoke to him. As God speaks to the prophet that enters him like oil. Hmm. Why do you think when dad ministers here, I lock into him. I lock into the mantle. I lock into the words. I amen him. I jump. I love what he says. I do springs. I do anything because I lock into the word. There's a reason. I want the anointing. The word is carrying the anointing. There's fresh manner in this place every Sunday. You can't live on old manner. So when dad steps on a platform, Okay, Dad, what do we got yet today? Let's go with this thing. Come on. We all need to be like that. Don't sit there like, uh, uh, uh. Dad's preaching his heart out. And you're going, uh, uh, and I'm jumping up and down here and dying. And you're going, uh, uh, uh. no, man. Just get up there and start working with Dad. Work with the Word. When you lock in, you're in agreement with him, man. Woo. I feel it. I feel it, boy. <laughs> hmm. uh, five, spiritual ministration. This is step number five. God will give you the anointing. No man can give you the anointing. Yet he does it through a man. He uses a man. God don't come down here and anoint you. It's not going to happen. I wish it would, but it ain't going to happen. God uses our apostle. It's important to pray and ask God for the anointing. You ask him. Another way you can receive the anointing is through the laying on of hands. Timothy, the pastor, had hands laid on him and he received spiritual gifts. Step number six, the passage of time. Time. Oh, we hate that word, time. With the passage of time, your faithfulness will be tested. Your faithfulness will provoke God to give you additional gifts and a greater anointing. You will discover that certain realms, there are certain realms in the spirit, are inaccessible to you until time elapses. I got saved. I prayed for my daughter. She got heal, uh, healed. I flew. She got saved, healed, delivered. What? My other son, I prayed for him. He got filled with the Holy Ghost, spoke in tongues. But I didn't raise the dead. It's another level. It's another level. I'd love to see. <laughs> That's something I want to do is walk on water and raise the dead. But I ain't got there yet. Time's got to bring me to that place. 
Number seven, step number seven, the most important. Minister to the man of God, Apostle Nikki. The last but not least is to show how we honor our man of God by ministering to him from our substance, our money. Galatians 6, 6 says this, Let him who receives instruction in the word of God share all things with his teacher, contributing to his support. When the woman with the alabaster box of ointment ministered to Christ, he said that she would be remembered. When you pour an alabaster box on a man of God, you will provoke a blessing and be remembered. You will be remembered in heaven, okay? You will provoke the favor and anointing of God over your life. Notice what great men like Abraham did when they met with greater men of God. They immediately ministered to the man of God out of their substance, their money. Genesis 14, 18 and 20. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, he was a king, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. He was very high up in the kingdom. And he blessed him. And he, Abraham, gave him tithes of all. Abraham gave Melchizedek tithes. Why? Because he liked him and he had freckles. No. It's God anointed. Uh-huh. He's got anointed. On the, on the envelope, and I'm, don't be religious about this. Pray, ask God, and, but bless your, prophet, your, your apostle. He has an apostolic apostolic blessing here. So every now and then, when the Spirit moves you, honor your apostle. Amen. Okay, look, I, I just want to, every head bowed, I want eyes closed. I want you looking around. If any one of you have experienced or been exposed in the spirit realm to familiarity, I want you to seek God right now. Now, familiarity can be trying to pull you into that web, that lies, trap of the devil, that demon. If you've experienced in familiarity in any way, to you towards somebody else or somebody else towards you because it works both ways. I want you to search your heart because I want to minister to you through the power of the Holy Spirit so that God can set you free from familiarity and set you free from those, those lies that the devil has spoken to your life. You're not inferior. Let me tell you here, you're not inferior. You're a son, a daughter of the living God. For more information on products, please visit our website or send us an email. All the details are on the back of the product pack.